Hello and welcome to Dumpster Dive, the podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Davey Rubin, all the way from Austin, Texas. How are you, Davey? Absolutely wonderful. And I want to say backed by popular demand, but it's not that. It's like popular lust, <laughs> popular desire, Rod from I... Brooklyn. What up? What's up, sweet angels of mine? <laughs> I am so happy to be back. I'm emotional. <laughs> it's great to have you, man. It's great to have you. Thank you so much. Always touched. Always excited. <laughs> Except for when I hear what movie we're watching. Then, <laughs> and then, then for the two up. hours. The two hours while you watch it also. Yeah, it's always yeah. like, I can't wait. And then two hours, are like, you fuck, I hate you. I hate this. And then like, all right, well. So this week we watched... Gili. And I'll just read you the iTunes wrap-up because I was so moved by it. Uh, small-time streethood Gili, played by Ben Affleck, has a reputation for big-time screw-ups. Ricky, Jennifer Lopez, is a tough gal gangster. When they're paired together on an assignment that creates wildly out of control, will they find a way to work through their personal differences and work out their mutual attraction? <laughs> Directed by Mark oh Brest, sent to a woman. Gili is a high octane romantic comedy that Wait. packs serious heat. <laughs> Babe, like who wrote it? Who, who wrote? Jennifer Garner wrote that when they signed their third mortgage. <laughs> the only comedy in this whole thing is laughing at an autistic kid. That's the I, only joke in the whole. Movie. I mean, like, is it too soon to get into? But like, one hundred percent agree. I'm horrible. Also, like, again, we'll get into it. But just like, how dare they say? Will they both withstand their attraction to each other? Yeah. Like, one of them is gay. Yeah, one of them, of them is not interested for eighty-four minutes. Like, pretty much. You know why I'm fucking sad? Because I got this fucking. Beautiful, sexy, gorgeous, heartthrobarama, fucking smart, amazing, bombshell, 17 on a fucking 10 scale girl, sleeping in a bed right next to me. You know what? She's a stone cold dyke. A fucking untouchable, unhavable, unattainable brick wall fucking dikosaurus rexide. So it's sad, okay? What do you want me to do? I feel fucking sadness about that. I guess the <laughs> the big plot point, the only plot point, is that Ben Affleck, the small-time crook that he is, uh, is wrangled into kidnapping the autistic younger brother of the DA, the prosecutor of some sort. Yes. Because it yes. might help a gangster who we learn like- later. The fact that you're not even sure that this tactic is, like, super good. <laughs> or even what the hell's going on. I mean, like, there's... We don't learn anything about the bad guy. We don't know anything about really what's going on at all. We just know yeah, that I don't even Ben know Affleck has to kidnap a retarded kid who's dug from the hangover. Right? right? Oh, my God. Wait, David. I was trying to figure out who this dude was for the whole time and couldn't even bring myself to IMDB. I was like, whatever, it'll come to me. I know his name is Justin Bartha. Like, I know who this person is, but I could not tell you what he was in. That is it. He's the dude who's, like, who they lose. Yeah, he's, like, the key of every Hangover movie who's the least funny, important guy. Well, his agent definitely needs, like, a rejiggling because I feel like his role is always just, like, catalyst for action and nothing of worse for, like, two hours. (laughs) The fact that he worked again is incredible to me. Incredible. incredible. I'm embarrassed because I was about to say, I thought he played an awesome retarded guy in this movie. I honestly thought he was pretty good. I'm not even being facetious. The, at least the first half. Like, when you find him in the autistic home, and then kind of once he moves into the house, he does, it's pretty convincing. It's once he just, all the tendencies that he uses to show his autism disappear midway through the movie. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, well... There's so much. So, I was thinking about this early in the movie, because we obviously see... Oh, Jennifer Lopez is sent over to kind of babysit Ben Affleck, because he's a fuck-up. She's another thug who's helping out with the project. Right. But he's a fuck-up because he's, like, he has a heart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, his boss boss is like, God, this guy's the biggest fuck-up. 
let me give him the biggest possible job, but I trust him so little with it. I'm going to hire another person to run. It doesn't make much sense, but it gets us into a kind of family structure household where Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are the parents to this autistic uh, kid that they're kidnapping. And there are some magical scenes. There's a dinner yes. scene that moved me early mm-hmm. in this. Well, I just, yeah, it moved me too. Out of my room and into the bathroom for a break. I needed time. So the two things I'd like to say is, one, if this movie isn't ringing a bell to you, some of you may pronounce it giggly. Yeah. But uh, that's that's apparently not how you pronounce it. As does every <laughs> character in this movie when they meet Ben Affleck, which makes you think, they named him Gili just so he could prove that he can say that word or something. Right. I don't know. That was his big Golden Globes grab, <laughs> nailing his own name. Yeah. And the other thing, man, is both of him and Jennifer Lopez play these, like, hard thugs who are well-respected in the scene, and they both have these long speeches about how they're shocked that neither one has heard of each other. Not like in what community? I know. And not once do we hear any stories about what they've done in the past or why they should have any reputation. Right. Like they're both or, or new, they're, but they lied on their resumes. Or if they're right. good. Or if they're good. Ben Affleck is clearly everyone who knows him thinks he's terrible. Why would anyone have heard of him? Well, there's the one line where the guy who hires him is like, "You're supposed to be this badass, bone crushing thug." Where's that guy? And it's like, that's his only background. The whole movie. Right. Well, let's not forget. So in the opening of the movie, there's this really great bait and switch where um, when the first shot you see is of him talking directly to the camera, but then it turns out he's talking to someone like tied up inside of like a washing machine. And that is like <laughs> the moment in which you realize like this guy doesn't mess around. Like he's very serious. Like look at how threatening this is. That person lives 100%. He's also someone- the fifth credited person on the cast. <laughs> Yes, okay, this movie was also mad intimate. Like, it felt so small. Like, everything about it felt so small. It felt uh, like a straight-to-video movie and felt so much also older than it is. Did anyone this else feel that? Ben really Affleck dated. wrote this as a one-man play. That's what he's <laughs> Ben Affleck. He was Wait, very he, theatrical. No, oh, my God. <laughs> I literally, for a second, was like, no, 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 no. Is this, like, the real backstory? No, 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 no. <laughs> I just like a cold sweat. I just had a cold. Do you know how sweat. much? Do you know how much more interesting that dinner scene was when he was playing all three parts at dinner? <laughs> when this was going to be his <laughs> nutty professor to the clumps, this was really going to be like the film. In every relationship, there's a bull and a cow. It just so happens that in this relationship right here with me and you, I'm the bull. You're the cow. All right, bull, cow. Pretty quickly, you realize there's not going to be much arc for any of these characters. But the most interesting arc to me is uh, the man who I can't remember from The Hangover. Justin Bartha. Justin Bartha. Young Rain Man on the mic. Yeah, who goes from kidnapped and pretty nervous to, at the end, getting to see some models. And Mm -hmm. to sell this as this is going to be his emotional arc in this movie, like, there's a scene where he's driving in a car with them. (laughs) And they start literal, like, Oscar monologue music in the background. And he says, uh, talking about the Baywatch girls, not the show. That's where they really are. That's where the sex is. That's where the sex is. I was just like, what is happening in this scene? He was I did, he was performing that moment with the intention of it being played in the montage when he dies. Like, that in was the- a choice. <laughs> was a cho- but I'm so glad you brought... Okay, so I, really quick, I'm not going to be a contrarian because, y'all, this movie's, like, hot garbage. But <laughs> the fact that you brought up the score is really important, I think. Because the score is one of the things that I think, like... It has a really large hand in ruining the movie, actually. Like, sincerely. Like, I, I was watching. Yeah, we're watching the ending of it, right? And so, so this is the first time we hear about Baywatch, um, which is like this, like, Ra- young Rain Man's, like, obsession. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's peppered throughout the movie. We get all these references to it. And then at the end of the movie, when um, J Lo and Ben are driving and he's in the back seat, you know, 
I'm not going to spoil it because I know people are going to like hop to it and see it, but um, <laughs> they're about to like do something that they're about to do a noble thing and like drop this kid off where he like needs to be. And on the way they pass some beach and they see the filming of Baywatch or something that resembles Baywatch. And the kid has this like, uh, like moment about it. And he's like, so <laughs> excited. And the music again swells into this like Oscar ass crescendo. And it's like JLo and Ben are looking at each other like, oh, like he needs this. Like, this is what we're here to do. Like, we have to do right by him. And, and it's so weird because like that moment is actually really funny, not just because it's so absurd, but like that moment to me felt like something that would be in like a Seth Rogen movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, this like obscure pop culture reference that's just like, threaded throughout a movie that then is paid off at the very end, like, really kind of absurdly totally. and doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, it felt like if the score had been different and if the movie had had leaned in more to having, like, a sense of humor the way I think the script wanted it to, that that scene would actually play completely differently and would be really funny in some way to me. You know I, what I mean? I completely... You know, I think the thing about it is I think they thought they had a sense of humor and just fucked it up. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't know. There's a part where they're at Al Pacino's house. And Al Pacino is... Al Pacino will get more to his character later. But he is threatening to murder Please do, because I don't know who his character was. Wait, same. He is, at the end of the day, the head of the mob. We see him for, like, three minutes. But he threatens to murder them. And it's feeling like this really scary scene where we might see some more bloodshed. We see a little... Yeah, we see a little. Somebody gets shot. Which is in the nice. Head. Yeah. And so he, they shoot the Lewis in the head, and then he's telling them, "I might as well kill you now." And Jennifer Lopez starts on a speech about like why he shouldn't kill them, and this really nice, like, friendly music comes in the background that might play at like the end of a Full House episode. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> man, for a second I thought I was supposed to be terrified for these characters, <laughs> but this music is telling me that. Not only is everything going to be all right, it'll probably get better. Mr. Stockman. I know my fucking name, you piece of shit! You don't try to extort a federal fucking prosecutor! And if you do, you don't... Fuck around! Do you think they timed that musical cue to the moment Al Pacino began to say, Hello! <laughs> They're like, drown it out! Bring in the strings! Al Pacino, oh, is, Al Pacino is chewing up scenery in that scene. There is nothing left of that I set mean, when he is done. <laughs> he's Pac-Manning the shit out of that entire <laughs> motherfucking room. Al Pacino is like enemy number one in my like list of are they good actors or are they just screaming? That is like a question to ask constantly. Like anytime I see a Denzel Washington movie, I'm like, are you good or are you screaming? Like, Al Pacino is just a screamer. Like, or is he good? I can't tell. He's always screaming. Scarface, was, bro. Scarface. That was that was very bad. What he yeah, did is really bad. It's bad. bad. Dude, was also, this so guy, bad. this director, directed *Scent of a Woman*. No. So he played yeah. an aggressive part in turning Al Pacino from good, understated Al Pacino into bad Al Pacino. Hua. And then allowed him. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez, he is talking to Jennifer Lopez in this scene, and she begins to talk back to him, and he goes, hello, as if she has just walked into the room. Like, like that is an insane reaction to have it's, someone you're talking to. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, it's so, okay, so I didn't know that sense of a woman thing, and I, that is absurd to me, but it was also crazy, because, like, you got the sense that Al Pacino was put in this movie sort of bringing the baggage of, like, who Al Pacino is as, like, a person who's played gangsters. Like, as if it's sort of, like, you know, like, uh, it just, like, brings it, like, contextualizes this movie within, like, the canon of gangster movies because <laughs> Al Pacino, who's in The Godfather and Scarface, is sort of here as an elder statesman. You know what I mean? It's sort of, like, when, like, Sean Connery was in, like, the third Indiana Jones movie and it was sort of, like, the baggage of him as James Bond is sort of, like, informing it a little bit that he's 
present in oh, some yeah, way. They didn't, they didn't waste any time building that character. That no. was fully hanging was, on Al Pacino. Was, exactly. <laughs> Pacino exactly. was not the only classic mob character <laughs> casted in this movie. Do you guys remember the other one? No, who's the other one? Christopher Christmas. Walken pops in oh. as the cop. You're and, right, his brother he, or some shit. And he delivers... In my opinion, the best performance in the whole movie. The five minutes that he is in the movie Wait. are utterly enjoyable. <laughs> Get me a big bowl of pie, some ice cream on it. Mmm, good. Put some on your head. Your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. Interested? Yeah. Okay, can I just say really quickly before we delve in, I, I just, because I want to say this and I want it to like hover around us continuing to talk about this movie. I don't think that the script for this movie is that bad. Can I be real? <laughs> I actually feel like, I feel like there's sort of like moments of this movie that I just feel like the movie does not know what kind of movie it wants to be. It doesn't know it, its tone at all. It doesn't know its tone at all. And I think that the movie wants to sort of have this sort of like get shorty, quippy, you know, like, th- like those moments mm-hmm. that, that bull and cattle monologue to me, like was a really sincere, like I feel like this movie wanted to be in some like AMC's hundred greatest movie moment montage. Like, so many monologues, like J-Lo's pussy monologue. Like, oh my God, that was the highlight of the movie. The highlight of the movie, and that scene is honestly not that bad. I don't know, there's something no, it's about that. There's it's some, like, good. that was the only chemistry in the movie. It was crazy. Yes. Yes. These are people who end up, like, eloping and getting married. This should be their, like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and there's zero chemistry. Well, it's kind of was. Dude, it's, her, but it's, it's kind of the opposite. Their Mr. And Mrs. Smith, oh, yeah, they were a pretty shitty movie, movie right? too. No, but it was kind of the opposite, you guys, because they were already together. This is the movie that destroyed them. It didn't bring them together. It actually ruined their marriage. Oh, They're really? almost married. Is that real? Okay. That explains that. lack of chemistry and a lot of this, honestly, because they really leaned into the fighting family around this autistic kid mm-hmm. in right. that first dinner scene. And maybe it was just all off the cuff, you know? Oh. I think I right, think like they were just festering. They were like putting, projecting all of the energy they had like at home. <laughs> that whole yeah, it's first like night. This, yeah, this bold and cow monologue is supposed to be pretty light, Ben. But you really took it pretty heavy. Yeah, you really. And like Jen, please stop improving and bringing up Ben's laundry. His name is also not Ben. You seem angry. <laughs> no. Um, that, okay, that first bed scene, man, when he fucking. When they're doing the cow bull thing and he moves in her ear. I guess that's the <laughs> second one. Iconic. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> An iconic moment. <laughs> yeah, so oh quickly, they have a very uncomfortable dinner. And quickly, she decides that it's good to sleep in bed with him. Right. <laughs> and he, Professionally. He stares in the mirror, you know, gets hyped up, is ready. He's going he's gonna to make this shit happen. He looks at his right. shoulder tattoo, which... Looks like a, a bad prop, but knowing Ben Affleck is probably a real tattoo. It's one hundred percent probably real. One hundred. <laughs> and what is and Jennifer when he enters the bedroom is doing the thing every woman who's uninterested is doing in a movie in bed, which is reading a book. That is Idiot. every go to. No, women don't read books. Yeah, women don't Only read. when they're angry, Davy. <laughs> That's a good point. That's why I've never seen a woman do it. Yeah. But right. Yes, she, she says he's not her type. And she said, he says, what about me is not your type? And she says, your penis. <laughs> and then after some quipping back and forth, she tells him, if I was straight, do you big time? That's where like, <laughs> say do you big time? I don't want to give this script too much credit. Okay. And I will say that that becomes a threat really quickly. Um, it feels scary. Um, but that also was, I think we can safely assume some good Ben and Jen improv. I would, I think anytime the script is falling flat, it was the remains of their relationship on screen. God, I you, hope so. Do you, think, <laughs> a theory. do you think turkey time gobble gobble was also <laughs> oh my God. you're from trolling the, me now from the bed sheets. <laughs> it wasn't just gobble gobble it was like a Catherine Hepburn throaty sultry gobble gobble it was like uh, it was like chest plate talking I was like somebody curb stop me before this movie continues forth let's uh let's explain a little bit about what we're talking about here because the audience is probably lost <laughs> So early Everyone on in the movie, Julie, baby. <laughs> early on in the movie, Ben wants to bone J Lo. 
And she says she looks she, hot when she enters. PS. She she looks hot the whole movie. Honestly. So true. Her body's never looked better, and her body looks amazing now. But she looks amazing in this movie. And she oh. says she won't fuck him because she's gay. So the whole movie is basically him trying to bone her, her saying I'm gay, her hitting on his mom, her still saying I'm gay, and then uh, at some point, basically, she gives in and she's she's down to bone. <laughs> And the first thing she says, she spreads her legs and says, it's turkey time. (laughs) And then he remembers a monologue that he gave earlier about how men are way more naturally uh, dispositioned or naturally fit to go down on a woman than another woman. Mm. So she challenges him. And when he looks and says no, she goes, gobble, gobble. Like. (laughs) And drops heterolingus which i actually do i want to get the screen right (laughs) she also told us earlier on in the movie that the mouth is the twin sister of the vagina i like that line that's true that's true Uh, that was was the best monologue in the whole movie this movie is 12 monologues it really is it really is they're stitched but, together with moments of uh, from young Rain Man, and the rest is monologue. Don't touch me! Wild. Don't touch me! You're an idiot! You're stupid! Yes, yes, yes! Oh my God! Well, uh, we should t- again. So, if we're if we're gonna have an arc for these two, just completely shallow characters, the arc is Ben Affleck trying to gay convert Jennifer Lopez the and Dicasaurus herself. She says at <laughs> some point. At, at this point, like. What do we think? Mike Pence or 90s Ben Affleck is more into <laughs> gay conversion camp. Like, this is getting insane. It's a problem. It's a problem. Well, Ben Affleck might be gay, apparently, according to J-Lo's character in this movie. Yeah, because oh, he, like, looks at his nails, like, one way. And I was oh like, this God. reductive-ass movie. Like, yeah, what I was gonna on say, earth? For trying to be, like, a pretty gay-aware heads-up movie, that's such, like, a shitty line. To be like, oh, yeah, gay dudes look at their nails this way and straight dudes don't. Right. Oh, God. That was so wild. And, of course, immediately I, like, could never do it on myself because I was too aware of what way I was. I was like, so I can't even verify if this is true because you've undone me. Like, I wanted to call the cops. They've converted you. Welcome. Welcome to the Ben Affleck gay conversion camp movement. Yeah, I'm not gay. I'm not straight. I'm (laughs) Zeely. Sexual purgatory. There is, like, there is kind of a... Because Ben Affleck was placed into the star-making machine more than almost anyone you've seen. Like, he is such an unnatural fit as, like, male heartthrob superstar. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Compared to, like, Brad Pitt, who is just kinetic on screen. Tom Cruise, who's amazing. Like, Ben Affleck never quite hit it. He was always kind of awkward and stiff, and, like, it was a weird, like, kind of manufactured thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like part of the machinery was... We need to make it so lesbian women will change sides for Ben Affleck to prove this power. You know, it was like we need to give him like command, real command to give him like a true like grip and command. Like no one we no one ever need to see a lesbian woman fuck Brad Pitt to be like, this guy's pretty fuckable. You know, like we knew. We saw him on screen and we knew. And for Ben Affleck, there's like a two movie, a four hour fucking <laughs> canon of him trying to make lesbian women, women like him. him. It's really true. That? I get that because really I do that in my life all the time, also. Yeah, so Davey relates to Gigli, which is why he has an obvious bias that our listeners have picked up on by now. You've been very defensive. <laughs> And it's embarrassing, frankly. No, (laughs) but I really agree. It's really, I think, okay, I think that this movie is inseparable from the conversation about who these people are culturally. Because I remember, this movie, I mean, we're all the same age, right? Like, for the most part, all three of us, right? So we, like, we grew up, this was, like, the punchline. This was, like, the pop culture punchline for, like, a good three years. Like, if you grew up on Conan O'Brien the way, like, a lot of people from our generation did, like, 
Gigli was like a constant reference point. It was like such a disaster. But I just feel like watching this now, so much of its failure is these two people who are in it because you I also have a feeling that people were like rooting against this movie a little bit or that they needed it to like fail to confirm something they felt about this famous relationship they were, <laughs> in, the, they were the most famous couple in the world at the time right I mean, in the so, world South Park was being made about them it was like yes it was like right after the Britney Justin phase had kind of died down and these guys were next up totally they, they started but, but the never, but it never felt Correct, you know, you know what I mean with them, it, like they, right. mixed they, race, man, mixed race. It was race <laughs> is a part of it. That is not a lie. It's part of it. I swear. I, I do. I think a lot of it is we were sold a different Ben Affleck than is the real Ben Affleck. Yeah, he's Batman. Like, right. Yeah. Like he's just such a doofus. I think that's what is crazy to me looking back at like what must have been the billing around this? Because, like, the billing around that, you're totally right. It was racial. It's like, why is Ben Affleck, like, slumming with, like, Why is this good Boston boy, right, who, like, what is he doing with this, like, urban thug girl? I swear to God. Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block. Completely the opposite. Like, Ben Affleck is a complete, like, dirtbag, you know? And J-Lo seems like... like a gambling problem, and she's, like, a queen (laughs) from the Bronx. Like, wait... Yeah, but only rich people have gambling problems. No. <laughs> Tell my uncle that, Davey. No, <laughs> so, yeah, I think the, the best window in this movie into, like, I mean, seeing it now, obviously we're watching it from a knowing way more about Ben Affleck than we ever wanted to right. lens. But during the sex scene, which, like, these are two literally probably both voted, like, people's 100 most beautiful people, like, Yes. Like, the top spot. Like, these are supposed to be just completely sexual beasts. They have their sex scene that, like, is, like, supposed to be a a, a complete, like, turn-on amazing thing. There's zero chemistry in bed. <laughs> and then the crescendo of the scene is just a close-up on Ben Affleck's dead-eyed face. <laughs> like, same. <laughs> I didn't even get a small boner during that scene. Not even a small one. No, the, yoga, the yoga scene was hot. There was nothing oh, hot. About big the sex boner scene. in that scene. You guys, I got a boner during that scene. Like, <laughs> I'm actually not kidding. It was hot. Like, her body glistening. I mean, of course, mine was, like, mad gay and romantic. I was like, look at, like, the moonlight, like, on her sweaty ass. It was very, like, Fabio'd out. But that was, like, sexy. And the closer she gets to him, the less sexy she becomes oh, somehow. Gosh. It's so crazy when she whispers the word pussy i couldn't help but notice that she had a thick camel toe going at the time oh they they did that on purpose dave that's Babe, not... i noticed it. it's my new twitter avatar I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my linkedin photo you know what it is yeah, it's, it's my background on my computer tile stretch it all works <laughs> <You're LinkedIn. laughs> i'm uh, frustrated i am frustrated why is that scene so bad also why just be a hard R give like a graphic sex scene. Well, I just wanted to see both of them naked. I'm talking full penetration. Me too. I wanted some Lars von Trier nymphomaniac part three, like a sudden deep throat (laughs) gagging, like snotty, like eye teared moment out of nowhere. I'll admit, I gagged multiple times during this movie. (laughs) Yeah, my gag reflex is fine. (laughs) Where are you going? Turkey time. Huh? Gobble, gobble. What? They were like a much dirtier version than fucking like Britney and Justin Timberlake, you know? Yeah, this nobody was wondering like if they were virgins, you know? We all yeah. knew. We all but knew. then there's it's no true. sexual chemistry, which makes me like really question everything. And then Ben Affleck gets in trouble and goes back to Jennifer Garner, who is like, literally the opposite of sexual chemistry you know like he has right. had like there's something missing from well, and you clearly didn't see electra but for the most part. <laughs> trust me i did no worry <laughs> dying's not so bad i died once my senior quote frankly <laughs> i mean but she's so wholesome there's like it feels like the like the reject like the intense 
move away from whatever it is J-Lo represented to people at that time pushes you so far away that you get to a Jen Garner, who is, like, some, like, town and country-ass, like, real simple mashed potatoes recipe feature. Like, I don't know. It's Probably so weird to Probably better at bowling me. than you would expect type of shit. Yes! Like, <laughs> she's always reading in bed when he comes in. Like, if you want someone who's probably reading in bed before sex, it's probably Jennifer Garner. And you know I what mean, she's reading? Fucking, like, uh, college football stats. You know, like she, <laughs> they're not doing good this season, Ben. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> what do we think about the star power of them as a couple? I mean, because I was watching this movie and thinking, like, I was imagining recasting it and only recasting it with real couples, like actual yeah, famous Kim and couples. Kanye. This would be oh. Kim and Kanye. Oh, <laughs> Who would play the autistic guy? <laughs> Oh my god, who would? Jay Z. Those eyes, that, that like, mouth, like, give uh, it. That's so good. I think Jay Z could give that Christopher Walken monologue easy. No, I'm kind of a Will love. Smith moment on that monologue. I'm just oh my god, give it. China could play like weird J Lo's like ex person, like, don't know. But then, like, for real, I was thinking, like, you know who would be really good in this movie if it was like ever done correctly? Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Wouldn't they be so good? I feel like you're totally right. This this should be a fucking uh what's it, get shorty. You know? Yes, yes. This should should, should have been that. It should be fun. There's no reason that there should be a bunch of monologues about nothing. It should be like Fun light monologues with like yeah exactly. When there were no good characters, I mean, that was like the biggest problem is that there wasn't one character that I really liked. I guess J Lo was probably the best character. I I felt a, I felt a desire to like her, but I just also was like she. I don't know. I don't know who she. I don't know who these people are. I feel like the movie was so like self conscious. Like I feel like putting them in this, putting these two people in this movie was like both the only thing that would make you want to see it and also, like, the reason the movie collapses. Like, it feels like they're too nervous to allow them to do whatever it is they think they can do as a couple. And I don't understand, like, what that is. (laughs) I don't get, like, what about their personas in the world at the time made them, made people think that they would want that interrogated in a movie, especially one in which they have, like, no where the entire relationship is not having a relationship. I don't know. It's so... And it was rated R. And, like, why? The only scene that was R-rated was the shot in the head. Like, cut down the language. No, no, she says pussy. She says pussy. Well, the language is bad. He says, your computer can suckmydick.com. Well, there's plenty of bad language. (laughs) The the word fuck is thrown around. But, I mean, aside from that, there's only one violent scene in the whole movie. It's true. There is one really good fuck you, though, which is when J-Lo's crazy ex comes and is, like, yelling at them both, and Ben is, like, trying to chill them out, and she's like, fuck you! And he's like, oh, fuck you! Like, he gets, like, really mad. I thought that moment was really... I, like, actually laughed out loud. That was one of my favorite scenes, is when the ex showed up, and they have to, like... The ex just hates Ben Affleck, and then she's like... Fuck it, if it means having a threesome, I'm down. And she looks at Ben Affleck, and you see him, like, pause for a minute, and he's like, right. no, 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 yeah. no, no, you gotta It registers as maybe a desire. Yeah, I agree. I thought that scene was really funny, and maybe, like, part of, like, a much better movie. I mean, like, this movie is so not even close to being a good movie, but there were moments where I was like, can we stay here? Like, I'm a little interested. I thought the I, scene with the I mean, they blew... They blew the dinner scene, but, like, that's that's the movie they need to make. If you're gonna lean into the relationship, it's like the the pop culture story is like these two are kind of bad boy bad girl like they can't have a kid let's see them like raise this autistic kid for a weekend like right it's like dropping off the kid with the bad aunt and uncle who are like totally unready like let's see totally. them try to play house you know yes That's yes, the movie yes yes that works Definitely a movie where they have to sort of like almost do like a witness protection moment and like coexist <laughs> in a house and like their yeah. differences of opinion and like the fact that they're like pining for each other but not pining. Yeah, like that is a much more interesting movie. What is this other shit that is like <laughs> gobbling up screen time? Like, huh? Like I literally am just not you following. You, you weren't wondering. I wonder what that New York gangster we've heard one line about looks like and right. how he acts in person. I was, right. I was really hoping. I had two big hopes for this movie. One was that we would actually see them cut the autistic kid's thumb off because they're told they have to. And I was hoping Ben Affleck would be like, oh, I don't want to do that and go to J-Lo. And she's like, you fucking pussy, let's do I it. I would do it. Just like <laughs> grab a pair of scissors and chop the kid's thumb off. 
Oh, that would have been right. sick. And I thought the other thing that would have been awesome is if we found out that Ben Affleck was gay. Right? Oh, my God. Imagine. If it turns out he was, like, boning the dude who had been paying him the whole time, that's the reason the guy kept him around. Right. Oh, my God. Wait, David, this movie is so much better. There's gruesomeness. There's, like, a weird, like, hyper-gay relationship. I want to see that. I know. Me too. We'll make a sequel, man. It's time. There is momentum. There is momentum right now, guys. Yes. (laughs) The movie's still hot. We need to get it. Affleck's leaving the DC universe. He's free. Uh, My favorite line in the movie was when J-Lo first pops up. And she's like, hey, can I use your phone to Ben Affleck? And he's like, uh, no. And she forces her way in. And she's like, don't worry. I'll be in and out really quickly. I I won't cause a big deal. I won't leave anything except maybe a vague scent. Mm. (laughs) Wait, she says that? Yeah. She is a Um, sexual being at the time. I'm telling you guys. She was really But then why is this movie so scared of sex? Like, it's so insane. She was so hot. I think Ben's people get final cut on this movie. We didn't get any butt cheeks, not even Affleck butt cheeks. Right. I think Ben Affleck's people changed the movie. (laughs) That's, like, the only thing that makes sense because – it Why? feels cut, doesn't it? It feels cut up. It, it feels does. like feels a lot of people were in a room. Left out. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. there had to be something sexy in this movie. And, I mean, for the close-up, I'm st- I was still horrified by that sex close-up of Ben Affleck's vacant eyes staring at the ceiling. Right. <laughs> he's like, like, is that he's your... Giving you, he's giving you Vince Vaughn, <laughs> True Detective Season 2, like, moldy ceiling monologue. It's like, you just slept with the sexiest woman on Earth, and you literally look traumatized. Like, is you gay? Like, I wonder. Well, she put her fingers up his butt in the scene, but they didn't show it. Oh, my God. Gobble, gobble, bitch. bitch. <laughs> something, something interesting. But they, because why cast these people if you're not going to build on the, like the Mr. and Mrs. Smith comparison is like generous, but also like really good because like that movie's sexy. Like it has a sex scene that has like about as much nudity as this one does, but is like actually sexy. I think yeah. like that's a pretty good yeah. sexy for like a PG-13 movie. That's a pretty great sexy. Like it's an R movie with the worst sexy. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I you just want some butt cheeks. That's all I wanted, and I would take half like butt cheeks all Wait. day. We didn't yeah, even get, didn't get bra and panties. We had her. They were readjusting. There, I swear I saw a hand come into that scene to cover her up with her robe. Yeah. Oh during the session. She was running around Jennifer with Garner. no bra when she was in the hospital when they were going for the cadavers, though. Yeah. So, like, why? Why during hard the session? Hard nips. Hard nips. Did she need to be fully cut? Like, it was like a shawl. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Kimono's but is I, sexy, though. The movie's bad, but why do you think it was that the this movie's badness, like, mattered so much to everyone? It felt like people were, like, like really loved hating this movie. Yeah. What I was that about? Ben Affleck's, like, a very hateable man. He is hateable. There is something really hateable about him. Oh, it's also such J-Lo, an example. J-Lo is not hateable. No. It's no. such an example of the point of this podcast is everybody hated it because it was, like, all these famous people in this built-up movie that was absolute garbage. Right. Right, there was, right. There were jokes right around the time Goodwill Hunting came out that there's no way this doofus wrote this movie, you know? Like, right. that was... That was there's not doubt. What... There's constant doubt about Ben Affleck, the thing that Ben Affleck is being told he can sell to us. I feel like no one ever is sure they buy it. Even though I don't mind him that much. Do you guys... What are your guys' thoughts on Ben Affleck? Like, I don't do dislike we hate him. him. I don't, I don't dislike, dislike him. him. I, I don't like him. He sucked in this movie. I think he, I mean, I like he started in Days of Confused like the bully, like that makes sense oh, to shit. him. You know, like, he's, he's more of an of, asshole like, too. Yeah, he's more of like an asshole. He's less. I, it was hard for me, and like in the Mall Rats or something, like that makes sense to me more. Mm. He's. It's been hard for me to see yeah, him like as a greasy like, piece of shit. Yeah. 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 He just. He seems like a like masshole. You know, like right. he's like the Boston asshole dude. Like Even it's in Goodwill Hunting, like he kind of plays the asshole friend. Yeah, True. it's hard for me to view him as this, like, guy you're supposed to root for, which in this movie they're trying to play him as, like, an asshole, but there's no, like, moment of vindication. It's just, like, at one point him and the autistic kid bond over the fact that J-Lo is really hot, and that's, like, right. the only, like, <laughs> moment of, like, oh, maybe he's got, a, he's got a heart under there. Like, good for him. 
It's like, I don't, I don't. Like, I don't know about it. that. It's true. <laughs> it's weird, though. I think that, like, to me, neither Ben Affleck or Matt Damon individually have star power. Like, they both have, like, half of, like, mm-hmm. half of a star to me. And they only kind of, when they're on stage together, do I feel like something clicks into into place. I don't really buy either of them. But it's like they're they're the only ones who they have chemistry with or each other. It really is true, Jamie. Like that really registered to me too. When I was watching this, I was like, I don't think any of these either of these idiots have any chemistry with anyone but each other. Like, why? Why is that? I well, don't until get you, it. until you let Robin Williams break your psyche. Oh. Right. And you start to have a little chemistry with him. Yeah, and then suddenly he's looking like pretty hot. Yeah, it's not I, your fault. I do agree. Like, I think I think Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were both pitched as like these like George Clooney, Brad Pitt characters. Yeah, right. And I think Bill and Matt, Ted's Damon, excellent Matt Damon is much closer to Tom Hanks, and I don't know what right. Ben Affleck's comp is, but like Matt Damon is like safe and just kind of like you know totally. he'll do a good Honestly, job. Ben Affleck safe. to totally. me is in the Keanu Reeves boat. Yeah, he's <laughs> a little bit better. Keanu Reeves. But yeah, he's he's like dumb. a. Or he's like a James Woods. Like I don't know who James Woods was to Hollywood in like the eighties or nineties. But like, you say you don't know who he is. Yeah, I don't know who James Woods is, but like, do you know what he is? That is rad. He reminds me of a Stephen Stevens, famous Oscar winner. Again, made him up, but he reminds me of him. No, I don't know. He just strikes me as someone like weirder. I feel like selling him as a movie. He's like he should just be a creeper. He's like a good creeper. Mm-hmm. The most convincing I've ever seen Ben Affleck was uh, I went back and watched Project Greenlight, mm-hmm. which is delightful, the early scenes, seasons. Yeah. But the Shia LaBeouf movie, that one Shia LaBeouf movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the Shia LaBeouf. <clears throat> Second season. I think it was season. that season. Yeah, yeah. When, he, when they go to Aspen for Sundance, there's a scene where he is, like, walking down – or he's, like, in the uh, their rental house, and he's sitting mm-hmm. around just looking very hungover, like smoking a cigarette inside. And JLo like walks down without makeup on from the stairs and then realizes they're filming and like quickly turns around. And I'm like, this is, this is Ben Affleck's best scene I've ever seen him. Right. <laughs> this is the most real shit I've ever heard in my like, life. Dude. Like I know JLo doesn't smoke and is a singer and probably doesn't like you smoking inside, but Ben Affleck is like smoking inside the rental. Like, I'll pay the two fifty cleaning fee. I don't right. give a fuck. And like right. JLo is like not told that cameras are coming. And it's like <laughs> this is a convincing scene. I agree. I, it. <laughs> I agree. And that's why I feel like the same way that Al Pacino's bringing some of his like real life baggage into Geely. Like that's what I thought worked so well about Ben Affleck and Gone Girl. Like I feel like there was some sense of like who Ben Affleck was like to the public and some like charming fakeness and like real seediness that that character Nick he plays in that movie has that Ben sort of like brings into that role because that's the same shit like I always feel like this this motherfucker's like hiding something from me like who are you I there's something so weird about him like him being cast as Batman I was like I guess like huh like I don't know he seems fake bizarre I think he I mean I, I heard this movie was trash but like he should be getting a lot of these Mark Wahlberg roles. And I think he can't admit that he's Mark Wahlberg. And, no. you know. Because he has an he, Oscar. Because he has an Oscar. Well, and Mark Wahlberg's like, way better than him. But he could play the gambler. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to believe that Mark Wahlberg could be a professor. But people would buy, like, all right, yeah, maybe it's Ben true. Affleck's a professor. It's because Mark Wahlberg never felt like he had to lean out of Boston. And something yeah. about Ben Affleck felt that he had to sort of shed that working class element of him and, like, really, like, kneel into Hollywood. And that's why it doesn't read, because he's still, like, Mark Wahlberg also is not another George Clooney, but he still telegraphs as himself somehow in a way that I sort of buy more. <laughs> and I love Mark Wahlberg. I love Wahlberg. And when he ends up in movies that are good, I feel like he doesn't even know how he got there. Agreed. Like, he's just Agreed. in every movie, and they're like, "All right, Wahlberg, go get it, buddy." Right. And he just goes well, and out, he, does he's it in the scene though. Like Ben Affleck could never do I Heart Huckabees. He no. could no. never. He could never. No. He could never be the shitty into cop. A role, and, uh, you know? He could never no. be the shitty cop and departed. He could never do a lot of the things that Wahlberg does. Yeah. There's no. There's nothing that Ben Affleck doesn't have any central element to him to sort of like perform against. Like when Mark Wahlberg is in a movie. 
even like a movie like Ted, where he's sort of playing someone dumb, like there's this, to me, I feel like when I watch Mark Wahlberg, I think this is someone who is like at the end of the day, sort of like a serious dude. And so if he's doing something funny or playing dumb, it's also funny because like, I don't think this is who he really is, but I don't know who like Ben Affleck is. And so there's really nothing he can do right or wrong because he doesn't like register kind of as anyone to me. That's really Did you guys I've... see The Accountant? I did it, but those posters looked photoshopped as uh, like uh, that movie looked fake. It's <laughs> looked funny like watching him play like a hyper genius who's a really sick assassin too. Oh, my so he's like, an assassin. I know you are dull as a nail, and I am <laughs> watching you play this like sharp, hidden, amazing sniper who Anna Kendrick falls in love with, and like she could do better, you know? So, how oh my did God. how did he? Uh, work with maybe the biggest prop he's ever had in a movie, fake glasses. Was that really, was that a powerful tool for him to unlock something? It was. He did an amazing job with the fake glasses. I feel like he was more comfortable in the huge bat suit than he was with these glasses. I really was like, cut, sorry, Steve, they're just not working. We need bigger lenses. Bigger lenses, please. Like, oh my god, that was literally less believable than this sexual chemistry. It was just seeing a poster with these like ill-fitting, <laughs> like bad glasses on. It's insane. It's painful. It's painful. Do you but think this is have an this, Oscar winner? Yeah, this is an Oscar winner. So we should wrap up. We've gone long, but one last question because it is days before the Oscar. Mm. Who do you think will be? Maybe it's not this year. Maybe it's coming up. Who do you think is going to be our next accidental Oscar winner? Like, like Ben mm. Affleck. Oh, God, Yo, we got, we've gotten a string of accidents in the last few years. <laughs> yeah, I the only, like, I don't think we have any movie stars anymore. And they're all premature accidents. Like, Jennifer Lawrence is an accident, I think. I like I her, think- though. I think she is she's closer to it'll be like what happens with Emma Stone if that happens this year. It's like we're not sure you should win an Oscar, but you're not like like people aren't gonna look back thirty years from now and be like, what the and be like that was wrong. It's true. But Emma's put in a little more time. Jennifer Lawrence felt like she cut the line a little bit. I don't know. That felt like she cut the line. But you know, it's a good question. I do wonder. That was partly because of just like Anne Hathaway hate. Like yeah. we, wanted, we wanted Jennifer Lawrence to be Jennifer Lawrence because like we wanted we needed Anne a non Anne not to be there. Yes, yeah. I completely agree with that. I could see Joseph Gordon-Levitt winning an Oscar at some point, and mm. you know, a little confused about that. Mm-hmm. That'd, be, that'd be a good one. That'd be a really good one. I could yeah. see Miles Teller, but Miles Teller at least is like trying to do something weird and serious. But like he very well could be in Ted Three. You know, right, right, like, right. Yeah, I hope so. In the I mean, he killed it Fantastic Four. <laughs> it could go either way with that dude. Yeah, no, I really agree. I think those are both really good. Actually, those are like really good answers. <laughs> like, I have my own personal Ben Affleck. Like, I don't like Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't work for ben me, Affleck. but <laughs> I, I like I like Cumberbatch, but he is hard to watch sometimes. He's really hard to watch sometimes. I'm just like, what are you? Like, what are you? <laughs> you look like a foot. Like, how do, do I ever- deal with it? <laughs> Do you ever wonder what Benedict Cumberbatch would be like with a non-English accent? Like if he was just speaking in like, let's say he had like a little, a slight Boston accent, like Mark mm. Wahlberg, acting exactly the same, delivering the same lines. Like there's no chance he's getting any of these roles. Wouldn't be no. Sherlock. Wouldn't be no. Sherlock. <laughs> no, people would be like, who is this Chinese broom? <laughs> I'm not following. <laughs> But then he has an accent. He's like a genius. I'm like, I guess. Like, what? Um, I also want to say, like, this is not a great example. I don't think I really think this is a Ben Affleck. But someone I just basically hate who is becoming a movie star is fucking Eddie Redmayne, who I don't Uh, like that dude. I'm not a Redmayne fan. No, I'm not. Did he already win? Yes, he won. That was the biggest accent. That was The Theory of Everything starring the bitch I hate the most. Y'all know who it is. Felicity Jones. Yeah, that's your girl, dude. That's your girl. that's Jones. my girl, both those Jones, both those, like literally free state of Jones, what I want America to be. Literally both those idiots. I can't, I really, I don't like him at all. He was, got lucky. It was hard for me to watch Rogue One, Rod, because I was thinking of you the whole time talking Dude, about how much you hate her. Right? You felt bad? I saw it in IMAX. That was tough. That was tough. <laughs> literally her 70 feet up. I was like, you, it was like, who? Back yeah. the fuck up, like, bitch. Where are the curls? I want my max curls. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, can we shrink the screen? Like, screaming at the projector. Like, livid. When she was like, this is a rebellion, right? I rebel. I was like, I want to put this bitch down a garbage disposal, hit the switch, claim I thought it was a light bulb switch, and just move on. Like, I can't. I hate her. I hate everyone in theory of everything. That's my fast rule. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, don't. Please don't. Don't. You have my promise. <laughs> it's literally Felicity, and um, he's pretty much just like Justin Bartha and Geely. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like, how did Bartha not get that role after what he delivered? <laughs> after what he went through. <laughs> 100%. I agree. Um, well, it's been fun, guys. This has been a real rich experience. <laughs> you guys, I feel honored to have been on the episode about Geely because I feel like Geely is one of like three films that is in the canon of the very thing that this podcast wants to do. Like, if you're talking about, like, dumpster dive, like, bad movies, like, Geely is, like, one of, like, the most famous bad movies. So oh, this I is was, a, yeah, it's pretty spot. I was shocked by the cameos. We went into this thing like, oh, like, Ben Affleck, like, this will be great. And it's like, no, we have, like, Oscar winner after Oscar winner popping up, giving just trash performances. <laughs> over, over Bring, putting their worst foot forward, <laughs> like, on purpose. It's magical, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so please do watch this. Ben needs the money. He's going through a big secret divorce and has yes. gambling debts out the wazoo. Is that, left, is, not, yeah, is that all bad. true? Yeah, well, he, his, like, ex non-official ex-wife like lives on his property he's in like a pool house is that yes. and, they, and they like yeah they, yes. like, get, they like get caught like kissing in france every once in a while to be like oh. Every, everything's fine this is great <laughs> it's just like dark it's yikes it's that, dark because she also seems to kind of pretend that he's not that bad <laughs> can we get Sheely too with them too it's just like Ooh, and it's all just up. fighting over like table just oh. Yeah, they recast her and don't even pretend it's a new person. <laughs> I don't know if I'm I sorry. prefer a sequel or a remake. I just can't decide. I can't just Give me both. Give me both. <laughs> yeah, we got to restart this Rochelle, series. Rochelle, Rochelle. Yeah. <laughs> I want the Gili Cinematic Universe. Prequels, sequels, remakes, movies in the same timeline. There. There's some hot IP. Take yeah, advantage. Scott Rudin, what's your number? I have a plan. Oh. Oh, man. So what if nice. he had to make a Gili every time he breaks up? <laughs> that's a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> Who deserves... That's a Black Mirror. Total Black Mirror, yeah. Ben like wakes up. Oh, this relationship's not working, but I can't do another six months of Gili. <laughs> like, Jesus... Yeah, he would never get divorced again. By the time Gili 3 rolls around, he's like, Honey, I think we can work this out. Like, the script arrives at the door. Gambling. I'll do whatever it takes. So brutal. Uh, good shit, guys. We'll talk soon, Rod. This is, you don't know this, this is season two, episode two, but you'll be back again in season two, I'm sure. Damn, I hope so. I love you guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, hell yeah. Best guest around town. I'm gonna cry right now <laughs> on air. <laughs> Content. <laughs>